I'm glad he got to go out doing what he loved, which is shooting his own crew. But... <laughs> Captain Spot, Stardate 7144.23.1. Welcome aboard the Starships Enterprise, and thank you for joining us as we take a brief shore leave from the world of cinema sins to explore the universe of Star Trek. <gasps> Inhale, I'm your Captain Ian Whittington, and with me as always, she's our friendly, positronic, pissed off ambassador requesting an immediate shift change. It's Ambassador Danae. Why am I pissed off again? Um, somebody has created you given you a beautiful life you've had lots of friends you then chose to jump into the engine of a big nasty enemy ship to save all of your friends 25 years go by and somebody finds like a little piece of your brain and then makes two people out of it and then this puts your friends in danger as they try to bring you peace and stop the end to like a horrible android ban and then you're allowed to die but then you're brought back again in another new body but it's not you it's your memories from just before you jumped into the engine thing and now you're pissed off because you're kind of you you're kind of your half evil twin brother sister no i don't think i'd be mad <laughs> <laughs> yeah I i'm think down I'd with be this <laughs> I think cool. I'd be confused a little bit, but probably more like, what's up? <laughs> I'm back, hey! bitches. Oh, man, that was a nice nap. 10,000 years <laughs> can give you such a crack in the neck. Itty bitty living space. How are you this week, Ambassador? Uh, good. Um, I want to say thank you to everyone's concern about my um, ultra-reflective glasses from last week's episode. <laughs> Did you get um, some messages? I got seven messages. <laughs> I didn't actually get okay. seven messages, uh, but I, I did get some concerns, um, especially I didn't realize how many people can relate to not getting anti-glare. Mm. Um, I, I didn't get that from people messaging me because no one messages me, no, but I no, did do research. Yes. <laughs> and there's so many <laughs> people are like, Reddit threads everywhere. <laughs> oh my God. Like, Don't fuck this up. Get, yes. the get the anti-glare. Which is what was one of the reasons I had the um, confidence to call the place and just start with i fucked up what what can i do to unfuck myself mm -hmm. and turns out you know i just have to pay more like we knew but it might not be <laughs> as much as i thought so well, well, i'm good. gonna go find out i'm gonna go find out in the meantime i have the old glasses inserts and so every single day i'm like do i prefer to have scratchy vision uh -huh. or halos all over my face vision mm. because when i put those glasses on it's like a jj abrams film <laughs> just lens flare in your everywhere all of your all maybe that's what happened maybe that's what jj abrams actually sees so he oh pulled the film out and everyone was just yes. like dude what's up with the lens flare and he's like what lens flare that's just my vision that's yeah. how i see he, everything he needs to get the anti-reflective Really on the glass he really does but yeah Amazing. i'm good i'm good thank good. you for asking well enough of the abrams <laughs> abrams films and your anti anti-deflecting non-deflecting deflector shields that you put on your face this week we'll be talking about episode nine which is simply, i just wonder yes uh, before we get into this whole yes. like why we're here you know yeah, 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 yeah like why do we never ask how you are i had wondered i had wondered we're about 70 odd episodes in yeah so, so we got a lot of catching week, up to do. <laughs> You're just going to skip it. <laughs> this week, the episode is simply called Vox, which is the Latin for 
um, speaking or vocals or very, very slight, small vocals. So it's almost like a whispered voice, like very, very quiet. Like what's in Jack's head? No, never. Speaking of what's in Jack's head, we did actually, You after we finished recording last week, you're like, I don't want to forget this. So we must talk about it next week. And it was that season two and season three have hinged on a door metaphor. <laughs> door hinge. Can you in post-production play that back right now? Like, like do like a little sound and then like play it again. Yeah. But this time add crickets in that actual <laughs> pause that you did. Because this is what I heard when you did that. So we must talk about it next week. And it was that season two and season three have hinged. Yeah, no, that sounds better. That makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, you wanted to talk about that. Yeah. It, <laughs> it is I, interesting, I just isn't it? Kind of realized upon reflection that both have doors. Mm. And I, you know, because Picard had the door with his mom. Kind of he had to go and unlock the door. Mm-hmm. And then Jack has a door. So I'm just mm-hmm. wondering how purposeful, I and mean, that has to be super on purpose. What if? What Picard's if, dead mother is on the other side of the door. <laughs> no. Okay, I have two thoughts now. What if they never watched season two, and it is just a coincidence, and they didn't, they, they haven't realized that, that this happens in season two? Because that wasn't really in a lot of the trailers. You'd have had to get to midway through the season, episode six, seven, or eight, to get to that. What if they haven't watched it? And they do do the same thing without realizing it already happened in season two. That's not going to happen. There's <laughs> it's not going to happen. That'll be the worst. No, there's there's no way. There's no way. Somebody would have caught that. Somebody, somebody would have caught that. Yeah, there's people that read those scripts for yeah. all of the right stuff to happen. So all there's the got to be a continuity mm-hmm. person that would catch that. It has to yeah. be on purpose. It has to be on purpose. I, and I understand, like, obviously, opening up a door has so much symbolism. The mm. closed door, not wanting to address something, keeping things locked away. And doors are used a lot in suspension um, and, like, tension building. Mm-hmm. But then also the idea, like, an open door of possibility. Love is an open door. Oh, wow. <clears throat> Do you want to build a snowman? What? You, you have been watching too much Frozen with <laughs> my have. daughter. Yes, I <laughs> have. <laughs> and not that movie either. Frozen 2. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, it is interesting. Super duper metaphorical. Um, before we get into it, I do have a question. I've been messaged a few times um, with the the weight of what this episode is that we're about to watch. There is stuff that happens because people are very excited to talk about it. And everyone has been like, for the love of whatever your chosen deity is, do not go onto Twitter for fear of spoilers. What? Obviously, I think that's going to mean some cameos. Who do you want to see in this episode? Like cameo-wise, from your knowledge of Star Trek, who do you want to see come back that we haven't seen yet to have a bit of a victory lap and join in on the fun? Okay, well, first of all, I just want to point out that I was saying that I've been contacted by a lot of people because Ian is regularly like saying about oh, how many people have tweeted him and I just get jealous. I have literally single digits of people talking to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's maybe three people. Mm-hmm. It's your parents, isn't it? It's my parents, yeah. It's my dad, it's Albie, and it's my friend Joe. <laughs> it's not even Aaron. So you think there's going to be a cameo this episode? Yeah, I think we're going to have some. There is going to be callbacks. There is going to be. I think the villain is going to be somebody we know. I think we're going to get Cisco. I think he's going to come back um, because we're going to Federation Day. So I think this is going to be a smorgasbord of people. I think everyone they could get is going to be there. I think it's going to blow our minds. 
even if they're just like imagine if it was like Janeway but she's in the background we never speak to her we just see her like drinking a cocktail at a table it's like all Neelix yeah oh you, no I would love that just constantly yes, Neelix just Neelix he won't shut up I mean he's still in the Delta Quadrant so that would be a neat trick but they could get him back they could bring him over somehow that would be awesome hologram doctor would be fun I think yes Robert Picardo would love that um Spock if it's Ethan Peck's Spock possible but aged <laughs> up or Zachary Quinto no not Zachary Quinto that's the wrong universe okay that would be cool Spock would be fun not impossible not impossible hmm, but unlikely okay, okay. I think that's on the outskirts I, I thought he was dead uh, in universe he is dead yeah so, th- so, so so you're saying it's not impossible because would it be hologram or something time travel hologram okay, it's Star okay, Trek okay. <laughs> data has been brought back to life three times Danae Anything he's an possible. android that's a bit different <laughs> Yeah, no, that's fair. It is kind of different. Agnes. Agnes. Would love that. Would love Agnes. Elnor. Elnor. No, Elnor. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my God. It's got to be Will and the Data's daughter. Oh, Will Wheaton and um, so Wesley and Daj. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. They just turn up to Frontier Day. And then Data would actually get to meet his daughter. Yeah. Well, why isn't? Oh, man, that would be big. That would be really fucking cool. I love that as a prediction. That's super fun. I love that. Um, so, uh, plot-wise, what do we think is going to happen? We're heading over to Frontier Day. The big bad knows what's going to happen. How do we know we're going to Frontier Day? Because we're hours away from Frontier Day, and I think we have to get there. But we don't know that. I mean, we literally we thought that. last episode was going to be heading more towards Frontier Day. That's true. And it went the entire episode without getting to Frontier Day. That's true. But this is the finale. This is a feature length. This isn't the finale. Nine and ten is one big episode, basically. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know so much. (laughs) I I don't fucking know. know? (laughs) I don't know what's going to happen. Okay. Well, with that, no further ado. Let's head over to the holodeck to watch the episode. And we'll see you in ten forward for a full debrief. Two to be out. Welcome to Ten Forward, the part of the show where we grab a drink from the replicator and share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the episode we just watched. Most important question first, what is your beverage of choice, Ambassador? Well, I wanted to do like tea steeped in the veiny things. It turns out that they're flowers. So this time I'm going to go with tea steeped with the leaves of the flowers. Nice. Well, I'm going for... I want to be big. I'm going for the single tear that falls from Shaw's face. Oh, my God. And I'm going to drink it so that there is a part of him <sighs> in me forever that will be passed on to my child. And then that child goes on and has Shaw DNA in him. And then that becomes part of the transporters. And then it's in the entire fleet forever. But now that that's decided, give us a synopsis, Ambassador. Shit! <laughs> Fuck! Tick! Wank! Bollocks! <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to learn more my slang Bur- yeah 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 i'm doing a pretty good job of it to be honest oh it's great like- catches mm-hmm. me off guard yeah i did call somebody um, a dick in front of your daughter the other day <laughs> you <laughs> you really I did. did i did okay uh uh okay so in today's episode the geriatric elders finally get rid of what was holding them you know back from becoming our beloved nostalgic crew which is their children mm-hmm the children were holding them back. Now that the they're way. all assimilated and dead or whatever they are, now we can finally have the TNG show we've been waiting for. <laughs> Eight episodes later. 
also, we learned that geriatric people can save the day. Elder, the advanced of the advancement of age is proving to be the key to the great solution. But don't worry, all the stress, all the chaos, <laughs> Shaw's death, <laughs> all of that just is gone in a second because fuck yeah, they're back on the Enterprise. Yeah, they are. Holy shit. Enterprise D, let's go. Okay. Oh yeah, and the Borg were behind it all and I was right all along. Yeah, we both we both got that one right. So What do you mean both? We both guessed it was the Borg. I think I said it in episode one. <laughs> I think I said it in episode one too. I think yeah. I but I, I think I was the one that said that somehow Picard had passed on Borg to his son. Remember that? No, you hang on a minute. You said I think you said he couldn't have done because he's in the golem body. And I said, no, because when he had sex with Beverly, he didn't have the golem body yet. So right. it could be Borg. So yeah, we both, that's how no, we totally coalesced hey, at listen, the same one brain. The rest of this episode is Ian and I arguing about who is who right. Who is more but right. What, what really matters is that now we know that suddenly the changelings really aren't important anymore because the Borg are here. because <laughs> no, it's the Borg and that trumps. It's like playing Top Trumps. This is Star Trek Top Trumps. That's what this season Holy is. Holy shit. Like, literally by the end of this episode, I was like, oh, yeah, changelings are a problem. <laughs> uh-huh. Changelings are a thing. Oh, they're suddenly, they're, they suddenly don't matter anymore. Um, so, yes, basically all of that is what happened. Um, wow. Overall thoughts and feelings. How did this episode hit you? Are we happy? Are you in a good place? Are you excited with the build-up? Are we, how, what are you feeling right now? Okay. I had so much fun watching this episode. Mm. Um. And I was really enjoying myself because it had like, we're getting answers, we're doing stuff, there's action, there's things being solved. And I'm like, the momentum that I've been missing shows mm. up. I don't know if it's good momentum, but I was having a fucking blast. Like watching all of my people, doing my people things. Like there's this moment when Jordy boops in and says, uh, LaForge to Picard. I was like, <laughs> I'm such a dork. I was so happy. And he did and, and sure, it's an immediate cliche cinema sin sins of you better come take a look at this cliche, but I didn't care. No, um, of course not. Because I got to see like the nostalgia that I have been uh -huh. feeling like I've been missing. Like we talked about it last episode, like, we want to see an episode of TNG. And this felt like getting there finally. This felt like what I've been waiting to kind of feel, that vibe. And we get to learn what the big bad is and all mm. that stuff. Like I still don't know if it if it's, there's a party of information going off around me. There's confetti flying, there's streamers, there's colors, there's people here. Space fireworks. I, there's, there's sweet treats, there's great beverages, there's conversations everywhere, there's music, there's lots of stimulation going on. Is this something where afterwards I'm like, oh, that party didn't make much sense. Mm -hmm. But I had fun. There was Maybe. way too much drugs at that party. I don't Maybe. remember anything I don't that know. happened. I don't know. I'm I'm so <laughs> in the moment, like so after yes. having just watched it, that I just I'm riding the excitement of mm -hmm. like, and then they end it on the Enterprise. What what am I supposed to do? Be twiddling my thumbs? No. No, no I'm you're supposed happy. to be like saying fuck yeah and like pumping I'm your saying, fist. Fuck it's yeah, beautiful. pumping my fist. Is that yeah. what you're doing? Or are you bummed? Of course. No, I look, I as I said last week, and I'll repeat it at the top of this episode. Season three of Picard has 
sung and done its best work for for me in my opinion when it has lent into the nostalgia and it's lent into tng and it's lent into references and it's just let us swim in a world of nostalgia that we love and just kind of has a little has a story that goes along with it so i love this episode i have jettisoned any hope any (laughs) thoughts any any illusion that this is a cohesive season of television that this is a cohesive story that this is anything quote-unquote new it is a victory lap this is aaron made a great analogy during this episode it is the top gun maverick of of star trek it's doing a a a loads of stuff that you love to call back to a lot of nostalgia a lot of a lot of stuff that we want to see on screen again because this is our last chance to see it on screen with these people we're getting a swan song with the with the end with the, the crew of the enterprise and i just wish we'd got here sooner that is my biggest mm-hmm. critique i the the biggest downfall of this episode is that the twist isn't that twisty and when you hold on to it for eight years sorry for eight episodes it's going to be it's going to be anticlimactic i'm happy it's the borg i wish we'd got there earlier and that we could live with this adventure a little bit more but now we're we're just we're spring 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 so that's my gut level immediate yeah. thoughts and feelings but of course i had fun there is so much on screen to love and enjoy and to get excited about as a as a hardcore tng fan it's this episode nine and ten is the fifth movie that we wanted and never got and i'm i don't mind that it took a little while to get here i I had a great time of it i do mind that it took a little while to get here but only because i want to be in my sweet spot for even longer but that's just a completely selfish thing because i know that we get it other people have really been enjoying the story that they've been spending the last Mm. few episodes but a lot happened this episode yes let's do it let's hit some plot points a lot a lot went down um so where do you want to start well we open up hard on in Jack's mind and the reveal, basically before the opening credits of what we're at. Boom, boom, Borg. How did that hit you? Were you like, yeah, of course it's the Borg. Did you still get chills? What did you think of Deanna's journey and the the reveals that it's this memory that the Borg have latched onto um, to hide themselves? The the Crimson, Ar- Crimson Arboretum. I, okay, so I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted mm-hmm. about it because... I kind of, in a way, wanted all of our, uh, the, we have the privilege of doing this show with a live audience. And Mm. so it's not me just learning Star Trek lore and knowledge from you anymore, Ian. There's like a whole community of people that have theories and reactions and everything. And I kind of wanted most of the chat that has been saying it's the portal gods. Oh, the power raves. I kind of wanted it to be that in a way, because I sort of wanted to celebrate with, everyone like you guys are right and then it's just like okay nope like yeah it's this over here it could all still be part of it but there it kind of like the reveal we've been building up to it for so long that i wondered if when they would open if there was going to be someone there that would take him over if there was going to be like a changeling kind of thing if he was going to teleport into a changeling and that was going to do something Mm. and so we had a lot of I don't know, investment into theories. So for me in that moment, it was the dissolving of a whole bunch of theories to accept the reality. And that was a tiny bit of a conflict for me, but not like a, oh, I'm bummed, but more just like a, oh, okay, so this is what we're what we're doing. And maybe just letting go of a lot of those fun theories. Yeah. It took me a second to sort of and it, let it go. I think it makes so much sense. It is it is really on brand with the rest of the season. And I I can't remember 
when I mention this, but it it's a very safe option to have the Borg be the bad guy for this episode because they were the main antagonist other than the Romulans of TNG. So it kind of makes sense as a season three to loop them back in and just touch everything that TNG touched. I mean, it would either be that or Q. Like, and obviously we did Q's big arc in season two. Uh, I felt really, really similarly. I, I didn't have the big shocking, whoa, it's the Borg. And I don't know if we're supposed to. It kind of feels like that because we've had so many, so much subterfuge and so much, so many cliffhangers about what is going on with Jack and what's happening and whoa, big, big, big mystery and misdirects and everything that it feels like I should be going, wow, it's the Borg. But I'm just more like, wow, that was a really cool Borg cube, which I love. I'm always going to love to see that on screen. However, so similarly to season one, I had that moment in season one and they when they review the artifact, the damaged Borg cube, and it comes out of the wormhole and it's attack, getting attacked by the plants. I've had, I had my big Borg moment in season one. So some of that has been stolen retroactively or the opposite of retroactively, future, future actively. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah it's it's very 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 it's very interesting um but a big part of me is really happy that they've gone this direction because it is very um it is very comfortable there's not a big new bad guy that we have to worry about this is just the crew of the enterprise going up against the borg and that's a lot of fun that's a really great way to send off season three mm-hmm. yeah i agree but I have a major sin in that moment that I can't get over, so I can't wait to talk about it. Are we going to go sins in or waiting for sins? No, we'll wait for sins. We'll keep (laughs) stick to the format. Make a note. Don't forget. Okay, okay, okay. Make a note. Make a note. Okay. Um, But yeah, what I got... uh, uh, No, damn it. I was about to talk about a sin about that moment. Um, I won't. I won't do it. But You can't. You just told me I can't. You have to follow your own rules. I do. No, I don't. I'm the captain. Um, yeah, no, it links back to the the vines and whatnot, and the the leafy the memory that Jack has because that's the mm. connection. That is that's the connection to the Borg because he's saying I remember this planet with the leaves and uh, feeling a connection to the roots and how the roots are all connected and perfect. When he said perfect, that was the mo the second that I knew it was the Borg because it's that pursuit for perfection and that yeah. interconnectivity. And yeah. I think. I think that for me, that was a, a memory that he really liked because he liked the connection. And then the conversation with Picard in a in like the following oh, scene boy, yes. was really powerful because it just kind of shows like he has desired to bring everyone together and kind mm. of unify. So there's just part of his personality that has been almost Borg-like or at least Borg-adjacent in I a way. I love that. I and love that discussion. I did too. He's like, have I, what part is me? What part is he's been struggling for so long so for me it was more like the symbolism of that memory of Mm. something that he really enjoyed his humanity meeting something that was just inside of him and in his dna that because he's a he's a communicator he's like a transmitter or something like this he's a transmitter picard was the receiver jack is the transmitter which is interesting it is very Um, interesting but no i love that 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 bat- that internal struggle that he has of what if everybody saw everything with one mind and had one unified goal and the positive side of the Borg ideology, which is they don't think they're the bad guys. They think everyone's better doing it their way. So like, if we all work towards the same goal, we're all one mind. We don't have arguing. We don't have wars. We don't have petty squabbling or whatever. We're all unified in a goal to better ourselves. However, you then, comma, but we're going to do that by forcing people to do it the way that we want to do them they don't get a choice 
Yeah. And Jack seeing the good side of what the Borg ideology is and then thinking, is that my ideology or is this just been in the back of my brain and I've been programmed to think like this? Like, that's hard. It that's is hard, hard not knowing what's your thoughts and what's someone else's. Yeah. And it's kind of like watching a teenager tantrum where mm. your teenage like mentality is just like you want to have control of your life. So you're going to go off and run off and do something really stupid. Yeah. Because at least you have control of your destiny. And so I kind of, I don't know, I sort of felt, I felt for him in that, in that moment to kind of like realize that he's not, the thing in his mind, the thing in that, that is part of him that's calling to him is something very dangerous. And in his emotional space, he just kind of runs mm. off to it. So well, it taps all the way back into free will, does it? Does anybody have free will or are we all following a path of input and output and reaction is all preordained it's it's very 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 interesting mm -hmm. um not something we sat with long enough again but i know that we've got to barrel through some stuff um there is a lot of <laughs> let's let's get to it let's go let's get jack to where we need him to be in this episode and, and sprint, sprint 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 yeah so jack goes off to join the borg um, yeah he does how did you feel when you saw the borg ship kind of like mm. in that dusty cloud wasn't it pretty no i loved it i love the reveal so my immediate thought was he's jack in the badlands because the badlands is where voyager was sent on their first mission got mm. zapped and then sent to the delta quadrant so i was like have they re-established like a portal from the badlands into the delta quadrant and is he just going to go straight to the delta quadrant and find the borg there because the badline lands was this orange cloud as well of like lightning and stuff oh, okay so i still wonder maybe he is in the badlands and this is how they're bringing some more borg ships in with them although they probably don't need any more borg ships actually Not they don't know. have any more borg anyway that's all in predictions but yes loved it loved the reveal i love that we haven't seen all of it yet so there is something about this borg ship that is different because it has like aerials coming out of the top of it as well. We haven't seen the full cube. So what shape is it going to? What mm -hmm. shape is it going to It looked take? like a city or something. Yes, it, it did. It felt like yeah. there was more in the distance that was yeah. sort of connected somehow. So I have a theory about that that I'm going to write down. Okay, write that down. Uh -huh. I'll sing a song. Yep. Cool. Got it. Oh. Yeah. So did you did it hit you? Did you have the same feeling of, oh, this feels like season one when we saw the Borg revealed? Um, or did it still did it still punch you and hit you and give you the feels? Um, you know, I think that there's these really cool things that certain franchises get to do that not every part of entertainment gets to do. Um mm. which is create a bad guy that really takes you through a lot. And so I think anytime I see Borg, I'm going to be like, fuck, it's the Borg! Let's go! And I remember talking a bit about this maybe in season one of our podcast when the Borg show up. Um, and I think you said something like Romulans used to be that for, was it TOS? No, uh, Klingons? So there was a, when it was Romulans, right? Because they used to cloak. Those not the Romulans? That, no, Klingons cloak. Both Who of them cloaks? do. Both of them. Both of them do. Yeah. Shit. Well, who was the big bad then? In, well, the, in the Klingons were the big bad in TOS. Okay. Uh, the original series, yeah. Okay, so that's what we talked about is like, yeah. they. so whenever you would see them or you'd see the bird of prey on screen, it, it didn't really 
matter in a way because yeah. she's like, oh shit, it's the Klingons or whatever it was. Yeah. And the Borg is that for me because of TNG. Yeah, that makes um, sense. So uh, there's something s- truly ominous about this this yes. and there type will of be. bad guy. There always will be. Just that Borg cube turning up with a bomb and mm-hmm. we are the Borg. It's just incredible because you know the power behind that ship. You know what... You know how fun a bad guy they are. They keep coming up with ways of talking about how the Borg are going to assimilate. I think we should skip to this a bit, if that's okay. Okay, yeah, let's do it. I thought it was really clever of of the Star Trek writers to use this beaming technology, this transporter technology, Mm. to assimilate. I thought it sounded clever because we've talked about transporters enough now and how dangerous they are. Of course, yes. It's quite funny that it's come full circle. So I feel like this is a really unique way of going, we've already fucked. Like, this wasn't, this show didn't say, we're going to show you the problem and then they're going to have a chance to solve it. Mm. The problem has already happened. The assimilation has already occurred. You are already done for. You just don't know it yet. So that in and of itself is kind of a clever way of shifting in a direction maybe we didn't expect right away. Oh, I didn't didn't expect it. for sure. But that's but part of the problem. You, the quick little sin is that you. You we can't. Pre- no. Okay. You fine. can't. I'll you save it. You didn't let me. I so will save fucking it. you. I, fuck me. Hey. I will save it. <laughs> um, but I, man, it's so. Let me get. Let's talk it through. Let me get this right. Picard gets assimilated. They rescue him. He comes back. They think they cured everything, but there's a little thing in his brain that is a transmitter. Sorry, it's a, it's a receiver. It's a receiver. So it can receive instructions. Made out of like... DNA, whatever. Yeah. Somehow, whenever Picard is transported, his signature has been left in the transporter? No. I think the changelings put it into the coding of the transporters because that's what they took out of Picard's Right. First so the changeling body. changelings and the Borg have been working together somehow. Together. The changelings so the Borg told the changelings about Picard and how he has this little thing in his brain. They mm-hmm. capture the body and use that to reprogram the transporters. Now to this begin is the problem to assimilate everyone. They've only just taken the body but hours if ago. It's- but at the same time, how many times do people use transporters? They haven't used, like, nobody on the Titan has used them yet. So it must be earlier. So I think, I, I think I'm really not, I'm really not getting how they set up the transporters. Um, I don't know of the answer. I can read something that's in the chat, which we don't uh-huh. usually do during the show. But here's something to consider. Uh, uh, Nick says, the changeling stole Picard's body to extract that DNA code from Picard's receiver. Anyone who uses the transporters gets the code put in them. Yes, that's what I got too. But did everyone on the crew use the transporters? That's the question. And everyone on every ship under a certain age. Like, I just. Under the age of 25, specifically. Yeah. For Um, humans. That's fine. Yeah, for humans, right? And and all of the other species. Um, Because we know that Klingons actually age very differently. Um, Uh, They did steal the portal weapon body before the beginning of the season. Yeah, but we saw them. Oh, no. Did they take the. Golem body. Earlier. We only found out about it hours ago. We found out about it hours ago, but they that's true. Did that's take correct. it at the same time? Yes, they took it at the same time. So since the beginning of the season, they've had this ability. So okay. anytime that there's been por- the transportering going on, thank you, Nick. So they got uh, the, in our live chat. Yeah, thank you, Nick. So they got the code, 
the changelings that were already in Starfleet disseminated it into the different ships. And then over the course of the last couple of weeks, when they've transported, any of that's the young when it's people yeah. have had this DNA then put into their code, into yeah. their genetic DNA, because apparently the transporters, part of what makes them so dangerous is that it, it auto fills in DNA that unifies us all. <laughs> yeah. And so just to help, just to help with, uh, you know, how much um, energy it takes to run the system, we're just going to auto code this DNA. So in that section of the auto code, they put in the Gollum body, yeah. this, this uh, receiver DNA from Picard, but Jack has the transmitter, not the receiver. So all of yeah. these people are receiving now, like, information to their bodies to like assimilate on site and then they assimilate in their seats and then they start killing everyone yeah and that is that is what that's what, so what happened he can, they can use they can use jack to send commands to all of these so picard's dna was receiving the commands jack's dna can now send commands and control all of these people i would imagine yeah, so Jack is going to be the commander person that is yeah. now part of the King Borg of the collective because he's been assimilated at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that took a, long, a lot to unpack. No, and, no, no. I think that's important for us to kind of really try to is. talk about, though, because it it's a really central is. part of what the... Let's talk about the villain's plan, you know, right? is... It's so which, complicated. And, like, how mm -hmm. did the changelings meet up with the Borg as well? Like, how did that tea and coffee happen? Right? That coffee I'm guessing, morning? I'm guessing somebody was just floating through space, accidental-like, you know, yeah. the ones that can live in space, and they crash over on the Borg cube, but they assimilate them, and then they're like, hey, we actually all kind of feel the same way. What if we assimilate Starfleet? I can see the... So, obviously, for a quick recap, at the end of Voyager, Janeway basically cripples the Borg and blows all of them up. There's very, very few ships left. So I can see the changelings knowing this, and that's kind of happening accidentally at the same time as the Dominion War, or just after the Dominion War is finished. A couple years, maybe. So I can see the changelings being like, hey, we're crippled, you're crippled. We're both weak. We're both not a threat to each other as such, so let's team up. And then they took the next 20 years to formulate this plan and come up with it i can i can buy into that um i think the confusion for me is coming from getting all of this information in the space of minutes uh -huh. minute the forge yeah. and data and wharf bless yeah. them all and just like here's what we've put together you need to know all of this massive information dump and before i have chance to really sink in and think about it the enterprise f is just touching me through the screen <laughs> been violated <laughs> happily with consent um so yeah, yeah it it's was, a lot a i, I lot thought it was clever in. though because the idea that this uh, this m machine that starfleet uses all the time can inject dna yeah into everyone it's just it was really clever it was yeah. a clever way of getting to where we have a moment where the borg have been able to assimilate through transporter technology mm. what a I wish I was in the room when this idea was pitched around the writing table yeah. and everyone's like, oh, we well, could do this. We could totally do this. I was like, I, I, this is a theory I had ages ago. How fucked would Starfleet be if the Borg managed to aerosolize nanoprobes? Like, you don't need to send a, a drone in to inject somebody. You just beam in assimilation gas and you just gas everyone. 
and they've just kind of like gone one level further which is let's embed it into the technology the thing that takes your molecules apart and puts them back together we're going to re-put them back together with dormant borg genes like that's so insidious it is it's very very cool um, and it also I allows them the plot hole of reversing it because we're not talking about nanotechnology we're not talking about implants we're not talking about um that kind of thing so this mm. seems like something that they're going to be able to just like okay just beam over here and we'll just take it out well, so predictions they can predictions kind of, mm -hmm. well, yes it is a prediction but it's also a clever way of oh, introducing it's a way to get them out of it yeah a major thing that could ruin all of starfleet with while also cleverly having a way kind of out of it from a writing perspective and so anyways i just think it's a really clever thing and i was i was for it i didn't think it was a stretch for me and i it's didn't have to know a lot about <laughs> But it wasn't, I'm just saying for me, it wasn't a yeah. stretch where, whereas if it had been these other like deity beings mm. without any knowledge of who they are, where they come yeah. from, why mm -hmm. they're dangerous, the show would have had to have stretched me to give me a whole bunch of exposition in a new way. Like the exposition totally get to get oh, to what that. we're doing now is short for me. Because and I don't know, know if it's the same for work. Ex yeah, it makes, yeah. it kind of makes sense in my head. I get like, it. I'm like, I get oh, okay. But if we were going to go in this like deity route, I would have no frame of reference other than our conversation. So I'm kind of glad that this is where the big bad lies. No, I, I totally get it. And looking back, the Paraves would have been, you're talking about a bad guy from, you're talking about a bad guy that was introduced in the last season, season and a half of DS9. So it's one season of a show that was watched less than TNG. So you're right. You've got to do so much work to explain who the Par Raves are. And the mm -hmm. only way you do that is by doing it in earlier episodes. But then you're telegraphing who your bad guy is. But you're right. We have lots of knowledge about transporters. They're a Star Trek favorite. We know the Borg pretty well. For This is a TNG fan's show. This is absolutely this was, for the fans. This was like... Uh, it was mentioned in the chat. Uh, like the most blatant like fan. And, I, and honestly... like. I, I don't know. I liked it. No, I'm, what else are you going <laughs> to do with season it. three? This is what I keep saying. If it what isn't going to be a reference fest, why else are you here? We have strange new worlds. We have other. We have discovery. We have shows going on. If you if you want a continuation of TNG, you're gonna get TNG, and this is what you've got. It's mm -hmm. yeah. It's it, but then I'm the same person that keeps arguing. I would like a proper story to go along with it, but it, we can't. We can't have mm -hmm. the best of both worlds. Wink, wink to the camera. Yeah, oh, yeah. Boy. So so the Borg are revealed, and yes. now we need to figure out how we're going to fix this problem. And part of the Borg reveal is that the young people on the ship. The crew we have been loving this whole time turns evil yes. and begins to attack. Uh, so we get to see like LaForge's two girls Borgify. And it's a different kind of Borgifying because it's kind of like their veins go black, their mm -hmm. eyes go black, but there's no prosthetics. And it's so the, like, weird little, to see it. I wanted the tech to come out of their face. Like <laughs> the little, there's this little like starfish thing that pops out of Picard's face in one of the movies. Oh and my I God. Just, plants itself on that i wanted that <laughs> i i i have sins about this scene but overall yes, just the I. idea we're watching starfleet in this big momentous moment like just absolutely get slaughtered by the crew um yeah so and i might so on on we have jumped ahead a little bit um i just want to remember to come back to jack leaving the ship but 
it is really, really unique and clever and efficient. It's extremely Borg to use your enemy's resources and the ships against them. So there is very little wastage here. There's not a lot of spillage. You're going to be killing a few people that aren't assimilated, but you have Starfleet. You have their ships. You haven't had to go to battle with them. You're taking what they have. Like They've always assimilated um people and aliens and stuff but they can't just immediately assimilate a ship on site so it's a great logical next step for what the borg would do we'll take your tech that's what we'll do you can't fight against us if you don't have your little metal space little machines yeah little space toys yeah um it was a really intense uh intense scene because like i said earlier any sort of chance for the crew to cleverly come up with a quick solution so that it doesn't happen which is kind of how I'm used to the TNG ones going like, oh, no, the Borg are here. What are we going to do? It's more like, nope, we got to go. We got to yep. we got to leave Bye. now. So yep. they, you know, they leave. Um, so Jack has left and now our crew has left. What did you want to say about Jack leaving? Oh, it was. Um, uh, what was I saying that was positive? Um, because I could just hold it for the sins. But yeah, he um, in me. I mean, it was one of our predictions that he's going to immediately turn on the crew. But I did like the way that he's turned on the crew. It's like, I'm leaving because I now know exactly what is wanted of me and I know where to go. And I want answers even if it means I die. Maybe it's a little naive of him um, to think yeah, that he can felt, resist yeah. the Borg and it resist felt very being assimilated. Angstish. Yeah. I'm going to go to my room and slam the doors. Um, mm -hmm. I I imagine he will still come through and be um, be a good guy and be part of the solution to save the day. But yeah, he man, it sure. was it was harsh to like have Beverly talk about what she did with Wesley to lose both of her sons to a super being like this. She's like, what do I got to do to have a kid that just has a life and just in just exists? I was um surprised by it i guess i i know that it's for a reason for plot reasons and i think like it feels a little bit go with me here okay uh, okay my, my child is watching frozen 2 a lot and mm -hmm. in frozen 1 we're introduced to elsa who is essentially a human but has like superpowers and in frozen 2 she finds out the origin of her superpowers is basically that like spirits wanted to gift her parents for their like union and their love of each other despite mm -hmm. differences so they'll somehow created this being through them that is the fifth element mm -hmm. yeah okay mm -hmm. Good and movie. She, Elsa, in this movie, she just hears this call and she wants to go uh, despite the dangers so that she knows what she really is. And she embraces who she really is. And this sort of had, <laughs> hey, Borg, <laughs> yeah. this had that vibe to it where yeah. I, I think, and I think what it's trying to kind of tell an audience or like even tell the kids for, for the Frozen stuff is sometimes you just feel like you're different and you need to go discover what that difference is despite despite it not making sense to other people like because in frozen 2 elsa's sister's like you can't do this it's so dangerous and elsa's like you don't understand like i really need to go do this thing and of course they tie mm -hmm. it into you know it's to save everyone and all this stuff but yeah. it's it is about her own individual journey of trying to figure out who she actually is and for jack he's been so uh what's the he's he's tormented he's been he tormented, tormented yeah. and so he wants the relief of kind of getting to 
the answers. It, like, yeah. Not only gave you the answers, but figuring out where he belongs. And my question is, will this show save him? Or yes. are they going to let him die? Are they going to shaw him? No, no, no. I think they've got to save him. You, can't, you would cripple Beverly. Um I don't, yeah, I don't know if there's a chance of him. Maybe he'll sacrifice. Maybe he'll sacrifice himself. Maybe, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, no, I agree. There is a, this kind of teenage thing of you get influenced by bad people, um, and there's a part of you that knows they're bad people, but you still got to find your way through and out of them on your own because they have something that your parents can't give to you. Yeah. Um, the best thing you can do is create a nice home for them to return to. Love is an open book. <laughs> <laughs> amazing oh my Chat god is on fire thank you for um, going with me on that like comparison yeah, journey yeah but to it. me it's like even though i'm like why the fuck are you leaving the ship and even though i can think of some sins about it too i yeah. still kind of get that desire to go find out who you really are i yeah, get it i get it it just may be a little bit naive if he thinks that this isn't going to have a downstream effect on the federation by giving the ball queen exactly what she wants it, it's it's such a teenage thing to do it really or, is. Or is he really just out of control? Is he really just like, is it an addiction? An autopilot? Like he, like he might not be able exactly. to control it at this yeah. point. Well, he did He did open the door of his mind a bit too. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think he just can't and help it. just and a also, magnet. He's a zipper that's yeah. being pulled across space. Can we talk about Shaw? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, like, it. it's a pro and it. a con for me for this episode because yeah. I really loved this character, even though he's very controversial because of his t- attitude. Mm-hmm. He's I cute. Real, we we kind of knew that he was gonna die. Yeah, we kind of did, didn't we? But I just didn't like it. I didn't like that he died. I didn't like that they actually did it. Because until they do it, yeah. it's not for sure. And they for sure did it, and then he just like. <laughs> yeah, it hurt, and it felt a little bit empty. I'm glad he got to go out doing what he loved, which is shooting his own crew. But <laughs> <laughs> but I, he will be missed. He will be missed. Um. Okay, let's do it. Let's get into the stuff that will be less entertaining for you maybe Danae but was an absolute orgasmy nerd fest for um for for some others the enterprise f Ooh, the odyssey class enterprise f with what are we captain talking about now? admiral shelby the, the enterprise the new enterprise so we're at the oh, starfleet oh, we're at frontier day so we've got the enterprise d then we have the enterprise e which was in the movies and then the Enterprise F, which is this new ship to us that we know is being, I think they said it's either being decommissioned or retired or whatever, but it's been out there for a while. And this was the big we're at Frontier Day. We've got the, oh, the Starbase, the fireworks, yes, 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 the yes, ship, yes, yes, the yes, glory yes. lap. What a beautiful ship. I'm getting a tattoo on this arm right there. EF, let's go. So you actually decided because you hadn't decided which tattoo is going to go on that one. No, I'm, I'm not actually. We haven't had enough time with the F yet to know if it's tattoo worthy, but it's beautiful. <laughs> the ship is absolutely stunning. Um, and we've got a lovely, 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 beautiful lap. And I love how the deflector dish, the main drive, is kind of separated from the saucer section like there's a little hole through it it looks so pretty my only quibble is that we didn't get enough time with it i want more i want more enterprise there was so much time with it more i thought that it was a really important like it is it is but i thought it was like this is like a ship that's been in a movie or something and everyone knows what's happening right now i think my notes at that moment were let's see um hmm oh (laughs) 
A ship is coming out of the station. It's probably one Ian knows all about. Probably happy people everywhere right now. <laughs> right? Probably. So, <laughs> we do know this ship. It's So, it's really, really, really... It's a really fucking cool story. So, the Enterprise F um, comes from a video game, Star Trek Online, and it was designed... I think I'm right in saying it's designed by a fan of Star Trek that works for Star Trek Online, and it's been pulled out of Star Trek Online and made canon and been introduced into the Star Trek world. So much like um, uh, happened with another ship in... Oh, the, the original Titan in Lower Decks was pulled from a fan design as well. Um, so yeah, I, I just... I love it. I love it. I really love it. It's a pretty ship. And it's important because everyone remembers the name Enterprise. So whenever we get a new Enterprise ship, that's going to be a big deal. And it's... Oh, it's beautiful. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. <sighs> Loved it. Well, I really enjoyed it because it was a beautiful uh, CGI moment. Yeah. You've got the space station. you got mm -hmm. space. It's well lit. There's some cool fireworks going off. Some good shit is happening. I didn't realize that it was a new ship, so that's cool. Mm. Also in the Enterprise F moment is the captain. This is Captain Shelby. So this is somebody that TNG completionists uh, person they will know this uh, she was the up-and-coming lieutenant commander in the best of both worlds so this is the big two-parter where picard gets assimilated and there is an extra character that's brought on as a borg expert to help them and assist them and she's after riker's job because riker is gonna potentially go off and captain a new ship and she's going to be his replacement and she's just this like she butts head with heads with Riker so much but she comes up with tons of cool solutions and yeah she was just a really fiery character that we we never got to see again until now and so it was just a nice completion of her arc until she got shot she was fucking <laughs> shot too she got murdered she got she... murdered yeah like like t like t t so much so she was so murdered that she didn't even know she was murdered <laughs> yeah she had no idea she still looked mm -hmm. conscious what's interesting and i'm kicking myself because you never know i went to destination star trek in november 2021 yeah two years ago well, 18 months ago and the actor who plays shelby was there and i was like oh that's a bit random like she's been out of star trek for a very long time but okay fair enough and i didn't go and talk to her and i maybe could have like just poked her brain and been like hey what's oh, new yeah. are like you a, gonna be in anything of course yeah of course you would, would and they would definitely that. tell uh -huh. you and then they would never be invited yeah. back that's so funny <laughs> they'd be like you know what it's so worth that i don't have a job anymore because i got to talk to ian <laughs> <laughs> but just i would have psychically done something i'd have been like you're gonna tell me you're gonna tell me but it's very cool very 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 cool choice yeah that was an interesting moment like learn in, for me i was listening to kind of her describe 250 years ago this happened and so mm. that's why we're celebrating what is now starfleet yes. so that was kind of fun because i didn't really know much about that um and, but then you know immediately after everything goes to shit and they are <laughs> all assimilated quickly. pretty yeah. fast mm -hmm. they like target the ship that made it out and kill that ship yeah all the, the ships Excelsior. are assimilated and they have a unifying like protocol mm. so they're pretty much just designed now and i, I think that they're tar if i remember correctly the end of the like their final thing is they're sort of pushing forward in this odd formation i don't know what the formation was it looked like a word or something i was trying to read it yeah i was trying to read it but i think it's just a borg thing maybe it's maybe it's like a borg word what mm. if the borg word is vox <laughs> or something yeah, i don't know it makes sense anyway so they're like going forward so so many ships and i think it was to destroy the the station is that right 
Uh, that was but the next step was to okay. blow up Space Dock. Yeah. Okay. So and an hour away is now our guys. So we know it's going to take mm-hmm. them less than an hour to get there. So <laughs> who knows what's going to happen if, if they're actually going to destroy it. Because we have watched them destroy things before too. And there's like a whole bunch of people there. Like wh- that portal weapon at the beginning, mm. you know, that just took out their training center. People. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that, that space station is massive. Well, that space station houses about 10,000 people, I yeah. think, if I remember um so yeah i'm pretty sure they're gonna they're gonna blow it up it'll be interesting to see how they come out of this with minimal casualties man the klingons should just come in right now and just clean this shit up they should dominate yeah Um, it's gonna be kind of nuts i don't know and it's like if their goal is to assimilate them into themselves why are they killing people it seems like they would want to just go ahead and like you know amplify their numbers transporters on space dock and just uh. got them as well. Maybe they have. Well, no, because they're trying to blow it up. It doesn't seem very Borg, does it? But maybe they're desperate. I think this is a new level of desperation from the Borg because they have so such little resources after what Janeway did. Yeah. Um, we did get to peek inside the Borg cube, which was really, really cool. We got to see an actual Borg drone in the background. And mm-hmm. it's just nice to see us walking around the internal of a Borg cube again. Um, very tubey. really really fun very tuby tubes everywhere so many tubes you know tuby, this tuby, is tuby. like one of those things where you really have to have high decks if you're going to navigate the borg ship you really do yeah and if absolutely. anyone at home is is making your custom D games in space and you decide to put your team into a borg you have to remember that every few steps is just another tube mm-hmm. so and if people Dex are wearing armor yeah you know and they're on a space borg cube Mm -hmm. they're probably going to be like rolling their deck saves with disadvantage i think so i didn't know how jack was able to get into the pile of tubes very easily but he did he was fine Uh, i was worried and we get the Borg queen again which i i haven't looked up the imdb yet but it sounded like that was um the original borg queen um Obviously, oh, yeah. it's not sadly Annie Wershong, but I think it's the original Ball Queen from First Contact, from the movie, I think. Susanna Thompson, I think? Uh, Alice Krieg? Alice Kreich? Krieg. Alice Krieg. Krieg, thank you, yes. What else did you love about the episode before we move along? Well, of course, I kind of already mentioned it uh, in my short introduction to this episode this week, but watching them walk back onto the... Oh, the yes. ship was oh. really special. I think tingling. I, I'm wondering how much effort had to go into recreating that set. I'm wondering like what it must have been like for the actors to walk to work that day and Crazy. see the set that day. Uh-huh. Um, there's a lot of things that really just washed over me in that moment. And any fan that grew up watching something, you yourself have spent a lot of time seeing these things and Mm -hmm. i think like sure we've been re-watching tng so i get to see them again but there's something really special about the show choosing to put the time investment and money investment and the Mm. crew investment into recreating it to make it look as close as it could be and then to also like layer in data having emotions when he sees it and that was special too i think because Mm. you would i i totally would expect all of the humans and betazoids and all to have some kind of a reaction. I love Worf's reaction to it too. It was fantastic. Mm. I love the whole scene because it felt <laughs> it felt very TNG and kind of like it did. There's such a seriousness to a lot of the storytelling that we experience now, which is great. There's a gravity to it. There's a depth to it. There's an emotion to it. We get more into the psychological 
parts of being human or Mm -hmm. being part of a group or like the storytelling has just developed into these deeper, more meaningful ways because we as a society talk more about those things. But back when TNG came out, we still didn't talk about those things as much, you know? And so it was like, let's just entertain. And so it shifted just lightly into a, let's just entertain for just a scene. Let's let's take a beat and just have a moment. And yes, it's sinful to a certain degree. Of course. But um, I really loved that. There was uh, nothing will match this season for me. Nothing will match that moment of watching my crew walk onto my ship Mm -hmm. from my childhood as their older selves. Like, when the fuck do we get to see that? It was so powerful. I loved it. And yes, it's fan service. And yes, it can be sinful. But I fucking loved it. I love it. I absolutely. And it's the perfect tool. It's the perfect vessel to do this in. Like, as I've said before, if you're not going to do it in season three, when else are you going to do it? Why not give us one more time on the Enterprise D? What a what a perfect way to finish off the season is with the whole crew on the Enterprise D. It is a goodbye to TNG. It is it is the perfect way to do it. And it is just, I forgive all of the sins and all of the convenience and whatever you want to call it. The series is meant to do this. This is what I feel like it was built to do. And it was beautiful. You've got, I've never felt, I haven't felt Picard saying, make it so and engage more sincerely than on the Bridge of the Enterprise D. He did it on La Serena. He did it on Titan. But it's just, it's perfect on the It was so nice. It's so great. And there was like these little humor beats that were really yeah. nice too. I don't know, I like really loved it. Riker sits down and turns his little console around. Geordie's in his spot. Um, I. It was beautiful. It was tingling. Like to see them all walk onto the bridge and just how well lit it was. Seeing it in widescreen is really unique as well. Um, and to seeing Picard touch the walls and touch the plaque um data's just like hello chair i (laughs) know so much it was so great how much do you think that like Riker wanted to do those step over the chair thing but like his age wouldn't let him he can't do it anymore (laughs) yeah i it's probably the one thing missing from the season so far is a Riker maneuver um we absolutely need that um but no it was it was beautiful and the even so the fact that it was in bay 12 has to be deliberate because this is a recurring thing on tng where no matter where you are on the ship you're on deck 12 because they only had so many corridors and so many doors and sometimes they would replace the numbers on the doors so that you would be on a different deck more often than not they didn't bother so you're walking between all of these like um uh walk and talk scenes where they're Mm -hmm. going through whatever the plan is or wherever they're going always deck 12 deanna is on like deck 12 the arboretum's on deck 12 the counseling mm. quarters are on deck 12. everything is on deck 12. it comes up so so much so it's beautiful that it is in bay 12 as well that's amazing it's amazing and it's just beautiful like it is so pretty to see it come out of the out of the docking bay and even the warp effect it was the old TNG warp effect where the ship gets slightly extended and then the flash of the nacelles. It's just like, we can still do it. We have the technology <laughs> to make this look like TNG. I, I love it. legit left a op- like I, I did not know until I saw the warp work if the, it was actually going to work. And mm. part of me was expecting it to kind of go, 
and let's kind of stop and actually not go forward which would have been kind of a fun thing because the next episode would be them fixing a ship to get to the last minute and you know to get there in time or something had to have that warp away um it's beautiful like that's the glory shot everyone on the ship um and it's so on brand for it to be like geordie's pet project she's like yeah i've been working it in my garage for like the last 20 years rebuilding a fucking spaceship it's the most geordie thing in the world i did i did like too that um he's like i was gonna save this for like a special moment later you know or whatever and he Mm -hmm. reveals it but then he's also like slightly Kind of like him, not embarrassed, but he's just like tender with it. He, like, mm. do you guys like it? Did I do yeah, okay? And, okay? And like, I had to like, steal no, some of the great. parts from other ships. Worf was like, uh, you know, needs uh, a better weapon system. <laughs> oh my goodness, I love that. This <laughs> was so one good. of my favorite moments in the episode. Was, um, hey, we've got the Enterprise D. Um, obviously, we can't use the Enterprise E, and they all turn to they turn Worf. To- <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, that was an act. That was not my fault. That was an accident. And I love, we've always assumed, we didn't know for certain, that Worf took over the Enterprise E after Picard became an admiral. And the question has been, where is the E? We want to see it. So now the assumption is that Worf blew it up. It, so that was one of my questions to you was like, so we don't, we don't actually we don't know. know. We don't, that is the most information we have. So ah. there is an assumption that Worf took it into battle and it didn't make it. And he blew it up as captain of the Enterprise. I was so that's amazing. It's I fucking nod. love that I so love much. It. That was that was not technically my fault. That is amazing. I need that. I need that to be something. I yeah. need that to be like a I don't know, like a little series, just like a little one off short oh, or something. A, just yeah. a forty five exactly. minute episode. Yeah, yeah, man. I would love that so much. Just a goodbye to the Enterprise E. So yeah, Before beautiful. we move on to the sins of the show, mm. I think we also need to make sure that we remember that um rafi seven and shaw's dead body uh yeah. remain on the titan and um how do we feel about that i i like that rafi didn't leave seven i think that makes sense yep. totally in character makes and sense i i didn't question it i thought it was mm-hmm. actually i'm glad it didn't go through the direction i feel like that would have been strange to watch yeah but it makes me think that they've got like a, somebody on the inside it's gonna be running around you know <laughs> like mm-hmm. trying to play cat and mouse with some borg um so i'm kind of curious what they're going to be you know doing with mm-hmm. those two characters or if they're planning on killing them as well um, <laughs> oh hell no hell no Rafi, maybe seven no um why not i because they they want to leave seven open to use her in the future i am almost positive seven would love to take out the board queen well yeah if anyone's going to do it, yeah, that would be perfect. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean she has to die. I hope not anyway. I hope not. She's going to just she's gonna ram in there. I can't talk. She's going to fly the ship into it. That, that yeah. would be on brand. Yeah. Um, I can't talk about that scene without sinning it. So we'll save okay. that okay. for the sins. There is one more big positive that I had, okay. which is, um, and I'm kicking myself, maybe because I only realized the episode title yesterday, didn't do any, well, I did do some Googling, and it's the whole Locutus Vox thing. So mm-hmm. Locutus being the one who speaks and Vox being the voice. The voice coming out of Locutus, Jack coming out of Picard. It is a great, it's a great nod. It's a great name. It's very poetic, very symbolic. And I I love that. Like Vox is the new voice of the Borg and will be used to, the plan is to use him to spread the good word. 
Mm-hmm. I just love that. And I think if I'd have just taken a few more minutes to think about it, I would have figured out where this was going a bit quicker. So yeah, very, 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 very clever. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. Um, all right. Any more good points? Have we covered it all? Um, I'm probably going to think of something later, but I think we covered we'll it stick all. stick it in. We want to talk about the Enterprise D a bit more because it was fucking beautiful. Like, it's so pretty. It's my favorite ship. It's so pretty. It's so, so pretty. My dad's going to have like oh, a You coronary. really are going to talk about the ship for Yeah, no, I am. Oh, my dad's okay. going to love that moment so much. I need to watch it with him. Okay, right. Let's do it. With that, let's head over to engineering for Resistance, a very gentle Resistance is futile. <laughs> Battle stations, everyone. Warning. Warp core collapse in 10 seconds. This is the part of the show where we re-engage our sin brains, remind ourselves that no TV show is without sin, even if it's a deliberate reference fest. Ambassador, you go first. Oh, man. My first sin is a fun one in that we have to reverse a sin from last episode. Mm. And so if we were actually going to be having to do this, and let's say that we were doing a season-long sin fest, and we did last episode as its own individual one, and then we go into this episode, I would have, I did sin last time that Deanna opened up the door without permission. This episode right. starts and totally redacts that entirely. No, and it's, it's like, still a sin. That's not a sin removal. That's my number one, my top but sin. But then it would be added the, back immediately. Yeah, it would add and back be like, 10. okay, 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 okay. So she did ask permission, but. What? You jumped ahead to give us a cliffhanger <laughs> is the sin. They did. I was so shocked that this episode started shocked back in the moment that they just edited differently. So they, they pushed into the momentum of finishing the last episode so that we know that the door is going to be opened. And then they make us reverse back and like relive it, which was fine because then I did like that she had permission. And I did feel like that was out of character. And so... I sinned that it felt a bit out of character. Yeah. Like, Deanna's in her chaotic phase or something. I don't chaotic know. But era. here she actually yeah. respected him and asked for asked if she could open the door. And that felt more like an honoring of the character. But it still is just a little mm. bit of, like, sneaky storytelling. So it's I would, very, I would very find sneaky. a way to sin that a bit. <laughs> it, it's, the, it's my single biggest sin. And it may feel petty because you can have creative license to do whatever you want. But you are cheating and you are cutting corners and it's a little bit cheap to give us that cliffhanger which frankly i didn't need it i didn't need that i'm still who is watching episode eight and then not watching episode nine and ten because there wasn't a cliffhanger i think you're doing something that is disingenuous to the fans like give us some faith we are going to carry on you are not convincing anyone new to the show to hang around at this point they're either in it or they're not it would have been, and I know like la- we've been talking the last few episodes about how we would do things differently. So I'm trying not to do that as much this episode because I really enjoyed this one. But yeah, it just, it, would it have been too difficult to end last episode with her saying, do you, do I have permission to open this door? And him yes. saying, yes. Yes. That's that would so be powerful. What if, Ugh. what if there's just not a yes? Do I have permission? And then just blank. Like it is, it, it really, really bugged me because it disoriented me at the beginning of the episode because I was like, right, where are we now? And then we jumped back to her opening the door. So I'm like, you wanted a cliffhanger and that's cheap. I hate cliffhangers. Yep. Yeah, it felt like I was robbed a little bit, mm. but also vindicated a bit because I know Deanna. And so I was like, yeah, okay, do. there it is. Yeah, you also, do. why did you do that last episode? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> amazing uh okay my turn this is my second biggest one and it's all in the beginning of the episode unsurprisingly it revolves around the story and the mystery there is no way 
and maybe this is just a me thing, there is no way we could have deduced or guessed what the red vines were or what the leaves were. Because Jack pulls this from a memory the, of Beverly taking him to a planet that had this beautiful crimson arboretum and it had the red plants. And it's tied into a memory of him thinking about how all of the leaves are in interconnected, all of the plants are interconnected, and how much peace that brought him and how much he loved it. And combining that with the, the melody that his mother was humming. I can't guess that. So you're planting these red leaves and these red vines all the way from episode one, I think. And I get it, but I can't... I, I can't... I, I can't guess that. I can't deduce that. So I don't feel satisfied when the answer is given to me. And that might just be a me thing. But I much prefer it when you litter these things cleverly and then it all comes together and it's like, oh, I had the pieces there. I just didn't make the last leap. What do you think? How did that twist hit you? Um, I I don't think it bothered me as much. The, the shift away of it being into like a plant because it was about veins being connected. It was about neurons. It was, it was, it was symbolic. It was, uh... It was pure symbolism. And for me, it was Deanna like in his mind going, how is your mind trying to communicate what's going on? And so I didn't really find it to be too frustrating. Hmm. But Okay, that's fair. That's fine. That's just, a, I think it's just the way that I like to have mysteries told to me. It's the same thing with murder mysteries. Give me the clues so that I can figure out who did the murder. Don't make it as shocking as possible so that I couldn't possibly guess. But there we go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, a big sin for me, and maybe it's just protocol because Deanna goes full on protocol here at the beginning, um, was she sees something alarming and for the sake of drama, she runs away. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But like, drama. why do you leave a vulnerable person there to be rejected by a counselor? Mm. He is a he is an adult. He doesn't. He, she runs to his parents who are like beyond retirement age to tell them about his health condition or whatever, mm, instead of right. going to him, he's the adult, like talk. I would think I, his mom would be there, honestly. That was other sin of mine. And so let's just jump to that. The fact that Picard comes to Jack and not Beverly is insane to me. How Beverly would let the shift of that information, that power of delivering information together. for be them to rob from. Beverly of that moment. She has been her son's like this, her, his safety, his everything, they're so close. Mm -hmm. And to give that to Picard, although I really did enjoy that scene because Picard was able to talk about like being used as a weapon and you don't know, mm. you don't know until they use you. Like, but because of the drama building, they skip over what I feel like would actually have happened, which is Beverly going, everyone get the fuck out. I'm going to talk to my son. Yeah, right. Because right? she had that She's vibe been in the beginning, there for 30, like 20 years. Yeah, yeah, and they've been on the run to save their lives for however long. I just yeah. felt it was a bit out of character. I didn't quite like it, that. Very it felt much. jarring. It was jarring to not have Beverly there. I get it. This is a Picard thing. He did it. He's responsible. But that's bullshit as well. Like Beverly, Jack doesn't give a shit. Jack would love his mum to be there. So it, that it was jarring. Let's go to a let's go to a fun a fun nitpick, which is my favorite thing. The plot activated Star Trek doors. <laughs> Deanna runs out of the room, and Jack's just like, "What did you see?" Doors close on him. I was like, how did the doors know not to let him they out? Knew. They They're knew. not locked. Like, she just walked out. Like, they just know that that was a big moment and he needed to be locked in the room. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's amazing. I love They're it They're very so dramatic. They, so they, dramatic. Went to the, they went to the drama school of closing things. They really did. They did. Mm -hmm. Your turn. Uh, let's see. What was another one? I got the Beverly one. You can do another one if you've got it up. 
all of Starfleet in one location. I know we're hanging <laughs> a lantern on it, but you still did it. Like, this is always going to go wrong. Always. Always. And I know it's to demonstrate your new fleet, which makes you invincible. But guess what? It didn't. <laughs> it's just it's always gonna be a bad idea i don't know i don't know i know and all of starfleet they're the bad guys are going to take advantage of this what's left of the romulans the klingons i know are our allies but whatever war how many places are being left vulnerable by having all of starfleet in one place mm-hmm. around earth mm-hmm. baffling to me i don't know how we're getting away with that other than the rule of cool which is a great rule just for the record which is it is 100 percent Hmm. I think we're just gonna send they killed Shaw. What's your next one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, killing um, Shaw. Well, let's let's do that moment then because this is the most unapologetically heavy-handed way to fuck off anyone that wasn't in TNG. Because it's like we want the original crew on the bridge and no one else. No one else is going to be present. Therefore, we got to kill Shaw. Seven's going to be left behind for no reason, even though Shaw is dead, and they could just drag his body with them. Anything's better than staying behind on the ship. And Rafi joined in on along. the fun as well. There's, there's got to be medical sh- shit everywhere because in, in every other episode, it's conveniently within arm's yeah. reach. So He's just either- do the thing where you're like, oh no, I need something. And then you open the canister closest to you and just so yeah. happens to be medical supplies. That's how TNG works, guys. He's either dead and it doesn't matter or you bring his you bring him alive with you where the Enterprise has better medicine than the Corridor. And all it is is that we don't want Rafi Seven and, um, and Shaw, Shaw on the bridge. who's going to come back, it. right? That's the- I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> but it's a big one. It's a big But also, I'm glad we have the entire OG crew on the bridge. I get it. I it's worth know, it for the moment. I know, me too. I know. Get rid it. of the children. Get rid of any <laughs> yeah. distractions. Uh-huh. Because now the original crew isn't they're all the og crew is on the ship but they could have gone to engineering like we could have sent them down to engineering right, and like yes. put shot so Seven we could have still had our money shot yep Ugh. man i hope we get engineering Ugh, okay I can i that. send fireworks in space yeah plus i mean especially the noises definitely the, would be able to hear it pew, right pew, pew. yeah yeah fireworks okay. in space it's a good okay. one all right i just didn't know surely they can work they have the technology. Oh, they know what to do. We can make, we if they can blow travel. up torpedoes, they can make pretty fireworks. I yeah, can believe I that. So. But the definitely the sound thing. But I think we would just like how simple and how fun would it to be just be like fireworks in space, ding. <laughs> fireworks <laughs> that's in space, it. ding. Uh, that's all it would be as well. Um, okay, so they're going down to. Um, they've decided the maintenance level has a shuttle, and they're going to go down there and get on the shuttle, which isn't connected to anything and is convenient, and then. Picard? Hey, entire ship, this hey, is where we're gonna be. What the fuck, Picard? I don't get it. Like, How about I a know... secure line? How about you call him directly? Rafi. Get data to... Yeah, exactly. Communicate with them individually. Because right? all you need is... Well, you've got Data, data, Geordi, Deanna, uh, Rafi, Seven, Shaw. That's the people. I don't... But it's not even the entire... Cr- I don't know. And I get it. You've got to get to the entire crew that hasn't been assimilated. So maybe it was a calculated risk of everyone get down there because we know we'll get there first and anyone that can join us, join us. But nobody joins. And, and no one joins them at all. It's It was like a big, hey, here's our position. But I, th- I'm, I landed on it's a calculated move because 
he wants to get as many people out as possible and knows that it's going to bring the Borg as well. Well, there's not that many people on the ship. Remember, this is one where everybody like beamed out to go to the other ship earlier. So this is already like a really skeleton oh, crew right. ship. They all went so, to the Intrepid, so didn't they? There's only yeah. a few people left that, no, that, that weren't beamed away uh, before they like got out from when the changelings almost got him that one time. Yeah, well so, remembered. Well so they remembered. don't have a lot of people on their crew. So maybe that's part of why this ship didn't they had time whereas like on the other ships there were so many more people that they were there to fight with like and you know i guess starfleet is comprised of a lot of young people let's yeah. just be we, we need that we need more old people on ships <laughs> yep <laughs> there's gonna be like a so. new protocol you have to be at over least the over age 25. of 30 mm-hmm. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah, I don't I don't know if they were using the same like emergency comm channel thing, but it just to me when he hit his thing, I'm like, Who are you what are you ta- who are yeah, you talking to? Everyone, you have to say we're something. Here. <laughs> we're coming this way. Yeah. That's amazing. Um da, da, da. Hey, we, this is a <laughs> this is a sin that has continued through season one, season two, and is now in season three of Picard. We're getting Borg that aren't really fucking Borg. Give me an army of drones for crying out loud. Last time we had the humans from the 21st century that are all semi-Borg in a mini collective. And now we have the crew of the Titan, which are veins and whatnot and semi-assimilated. We get one solitary Borg Borg drone in an alcove. Just give me some fucking Borg. <laughs> Stop All dressing them. them up. Well, Ow. you did see that there's not many of them, right? I know, but just give me whatever's left. Let me see them. What if it's Arg. just one? Maybe it is. Then let me see him walk around. <laughs> just a little blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't want to see him when he's charging in the background. I want to see him whenever he's wandering around his house. That's scary (laughs) to me. Oh man, I just I'm give us if you're gonna give us the Borg, give us the fucking Borg. Maybe we'll get that next week. Maybe 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 so. Yeah, I this is a sin because technically I feel like all of the young people of the Titan took the perfect amount of time to turn Borg and decide to shoot versus Mm. everything else. Yes. Because we had a lot of time for like Riker. It was like everyone's like looking at each other. All the adults are like looking back and forth like, huh? What? LaForge's children? All of them? Guys? Guys? Hello? Anyone? What are we doing? Are they dangerous? Are they turning around? It just like goes on for fucking ever. Meanwhile, this like cacophony of other ships just being completely murdered. And then like, and Riker's just like, should we go? Are we going to stay? Let's leave. It yeah. does take them quite a lot to get to the point where they're leaving. And then, of course, right then is when our youngsters on the Titan decide to open fire or whatever. It just seemed like it took a little bit longer. And it should because we want them to survive. Okay. We want them to survive. But that's why we sin. Yeah. But everybody else was taken over really fast. And I think the only, like I said, the only reason that it wasn't is because we have a skeleton crew on ours. Yeah. So. Makes sense. Yeah. I guess that makes sense, actually. That skeleton crew is really, really important. Um, so this is kind of a semi-prediction as well. I know everyone's going to be okay because Geordie's daughters have been assimilated. The second they turned, the stakes went through the floor for me. Like, almost zero stakes. Because I don't think you're leaving Geordie grieving over the death of his two children. I don't think that's Mm. going to happen. So I immediately knew this wasn't permanent maybe there are some that maybe there are some that die but i think a lot of the majority are gonna we're gonna find a way to turn them back so for me the stakes just like they disappeared i'm i'm along for the ride i'm gonna have fun but i'm not worried that this is there's gonna really have a lasting damage here yeah yeah um, i'm not worried about geordie's kids 
which is is what I'm saying. No, it, it, you're right. Same for Jack. There's this feeling of like they're not going to take these legacy children and yeah. kill them. Yeah. They're going to bring them back. It's cruel. Yeah, it's a yeah. cruel way to finish TNG. It would be very cruel. So the question remains: like, will the ending be something that we can celebrate, or is it like, okay, we know we've got to figure it out now? You know, yeah. is this mm-hmm. one of those where we wish that we could just watch both of the last episodes back to back so that we could just like write it out? But yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Okay, I had a sin. And I think it's just going to be something we've mentioned, but it, I would say something like, I guess the changelings aren't a problem anymore. Just something where all of a sudden <laughs> we literally well, are like... And here we go. It's because it's a faction of changelings, isn't it? So it's but not all, the There's changelings, changelings on every ship. Like yes. The whole entire season has yes. been, we've been infiltrated by changelings and we've got a big problem. But then like the changelings... So, so like, I guess... The Borg is telling the children to not shoot the changelings. Or like, did the changelings all know to sequester themselves in some place? Because they're part of the crew. No, they know. They've got to know. But there's none of that kind of like, we don't see that moment where some of the changelings all like shift their form and kind of like wink and nod to the Borg. Don't touch us. There's not that moment where it's like, here's how we've been working together. Our crew says... We went into the shank shrinks information shrike. shrike or whatever. Found the stuff we need to find. Here's the information we need to know. But that wasn't all of the changelings. Mm-hmm. Every Starfleet ship has changelings on it. So I'm wondering if they just didn't feel that that was important. But what sucks about it is that these it's been important the whole season until yeah. now mm-hmm. when we like slap us upside the head with some Borg shit. Yeah, exactly. It felt like the Borg were replacing the changelings, not teaming up with them as the big bad. So I, I get that. I would like to see more changeling well, either, stuff going on. And if they're not on the ship, if they're like, okay, our part's done, can you show me how they eat? Yeah, what's the exit plan? Can yeah. you show me how they shuttle? Like, Yeah. And I don't know. That, I mean, I think it's because they've been dangling this thread. They've been weaving this thread. Mm. And so it's been part of the pattern this whole time. And then to suddenly just stop the pattern and the story continues, I'm like, well, was that it? Like, yeah. Was that... There's well, gonna be who, who was Vatic talking to when she chopped her hand off? Like, what about queen. that person? It's the Bull Queen. It's got to be. Got to be the Bull Queen tapping into the Changeling's DNA. It was a male think, voice. Could be, isn't you know, this the reason the Changelings have been... The Changelings have evolved by using that same Borg DNA, I think. The same DNA from Picard. It's possible. I think. Maybe they'll reveal more in the final episode. I'm I not hope sure. so. I hope so. I mean, maybe the changelings will... Maybe the Borg will betray the changelings and the changelings will team up with Starfleet. Who knows? But yeah, I agree. It feels a little bit jarring. Um, this episode, if anything, needed to be longer. It needed to be a longer episode instead of last two weeks. Oh, dear. Dearie, dearie, dearie. <sighs> um, big sin I had was Seven isn't in this episode enough. For a plot device, she is the most borgiest borgy borg that to ever borg that you have on this Titan Borg. Use her. She should be tapping into this. Like she should be. And I, I wanted to see her reaction when she found out it was the Borg and that Jack had some Borg about him. And obviously, we have the nod from Vadic saying it's very fitting, Seven, that you are here for this part, leaning heavily into the fact that it was the Borg. I just needed more Seven in this episode. She is a resource that should have been used and just a uh, plot element that i would have really liked to kind of spend some more time with. do we just sin for fun the fact that seven calls 
data robot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. His little the shocked robot's face. robot's right. <laughs> his Just... little shocked face. I mean, coming from a robot herself <laughs> as know. well. I was like, wow. You're like 30% robot too, lady. Uh... That's amazing. I did love that line. It's like, Data, can you be more positive? And he's like, I hope we die quickly. <laughs> yes, yes. He like changes it. I hope we die quickly. It's new data is the perfect level of funny snark that, that I needed. I love it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, there's lots more sins, but I've hit the big ones that I've wanted. We could sin how Jack got away so easily. They kind of let him go. There was no tractor beams, no uh, maneuvering. No, They kind of just accepted that he's leaving. A bit sinful. It would have been nice to see a token. Activate transporter beam. No, sir, I'm not doing it. I'm being controlled by Jack. Um. Okay, so I think my last sin is something I kind of winked and nodded to is when my beloved crew gets on my beloved ship. Boy, does their mm-hmm. urgency just instantly die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> let's have a little victory lap around the bridge because this is fun. No, no, let's just go. walk around. Walk nine, like, engage. like I would be just scrambling my seat, just sliding in and be like pushing all the buttons and just like fucking warping out. And it's like, we can get nostalgic. We have an hour between we have an hour at warp like we can be nostalgic on the fucking road let's get going laforge whose children are in danger right he's just like just guys this is so this is great like did they smoke pot on the way up there like are they medicated oh my god i loved it they should have just run to engineering, to be honest. Like, just turn the engines on and get gone. It was such a it was such a thing where it's like, I believe that this scene exists in another version of this show. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, there's the nostalgia show, and then there's the emergency <laughs> plot show. Yeah. And <laughs> because I get it. Like, we have to chill out in the moment. We could have done it. But let's see these old geezers just way. run in there and be like, <laughs> yeah. whoo, whoo, okay, let's get some Earl Grey. We have some time uh-huh. here. This is fucking cool, guys. We're like on our ship. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've got an hour of like whatever of travel to get there. Do the nostalgia then. But no, you got to have it in order. You got to end the episode with warping out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe it didn't didn't take as long. Like it, it took, felt it, long. It just. But to me, it yeah. was more like that. They're just like I, I don't know. I guess I have had I guess I have had <laughs> moments in my life where something pretty major is going on and I just need to take a second and just be like okay let me just gather my thoughts yeah. before mm-hmm. I go run at this problem take this old fucking ship against all of Star- Borg fleet yeah Borg you know fleet. so maybe maybe I'm a little I'm just like super casual moment this is like, <laughs> so, so funny chill. to me there is going to be a retroactive moment like during a debrief where the survivors of this of space dock are going to be like so while we were running away and getting to escape pods you were doing what now oh i was quipping about the carpet right good my dad died cool. while cool. you were doing yeah, that yeah <laughs> that moment when you were petting the wall that yeah. 12 seconds could have saved my entire family do you do need a moment to learn um okay <laughs> That's. I think that's everything. We could get more nitpicky, but we only yeah. have a certain amount of time, people, no, and we, we are already fun. much longer than the episode itself. Oh, can I read you my notes since we're Please taking? Do. We're running so short today. Here's your, here's your your wrap up notes. Go for it. I wrote this when they got on the ship. Will she fly? Is what they ask, and mm-hmm. then um, and then I'm like, they go on the ship, and it's been remade. A whole bunch of exclamation points, and then all caps. Holy shit! 
they're on my fucking enterprise holy shit my heart i think oh, i might cry oh i and was I close did. i almost cried a little i, I almost close. had like a little nostalgic yep. tear nostalgic but i was tear. able to suck it back in i yeah when you realized that everyone was dying while you were enjoying this nostalgia listen yeah. i one of my favorite parts of doing the show live is that the chat has so many sins so yes so let's many. wrap up the show and then we'll stay on for our live show and go over so many more we have 60 starred comments like not not that's not all of the comments that have been happening we have 60 starred messages it's it's brilliant um i recommend joining us for the live show sometime okay with that let's head over to the captain's ready room for some predictions Welcome to the Captain's Ready Room, where we hear our predictions for the finale of the season and bask in our cue like glory for anything we've predicted that has come true so far. The Borg. Big win. We guessed it would be the Borg. We got that. We got that. Um, But to be fair, we guessed a lot of things. (laughs) It was scattershot. There was a lot of predictions. Even a a shitty psychic can be right once. Agnes is behind. Agnes is behind the door. Eh, It's the Borg. It wasn't the Gerati collective. I do have an Ag- like Agnes is gonna. Does Agnes show up? Does her no. Borg show up? Why? No. Why do you keep saying because, no? Because Terry doesn't like them. Terry Metalis doesn't like the Borg. The Gerati Borg is the impression that I'm getting. I would, would love be to so be proved cool. wrong. I would love to be proved wrong. Like how fucking now. cool? We have we have stuff to wrap up from TNG. We also have stuff to wrap up from Inside Picard. We're going to need a follow up series to wrap up the loose ends from three seasons. Um, I would yeah. just love to see. No, this is a little twisted. Okay, so Borg fleet mm-hmm. destroys the station, yeah. it's making its way to Earth, and that's when like Girardi shows up. Agnes oh, shows up, and she's just like, "Fuck off." And then it's Borg on Borg. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't last the whole episode. Give me like four minutes of Borg on yeah. Borgness. Borg on B- Borg Agnes. No. Anyways, <laughs> Borg on Borg just, Agnes. Just destruction, chaos. They assimilate each other and become some sort of amalgamation of like the future. I get Kick it. Kick out Jack, but that's not what's going to happen. Jack no. is going to somehow escape. I would love that because the Gerati Collective is still protecting that wormhole thing that we don't know what it is um who knows but i i think they're going to be they're going to be relegated to doing that i just don't i mean i think that what this season is telling us like i'm pulling from the other seasons of picard but i think what this season is telling us is that jack has an ability to reject the queen and or do something and then his dna his ability to reject or his ability to like amplify out Mm -hmm. will free everyone again to be individuals and then they'll they'll use jack's dna to un-dnafi all of the the transporters everybody walk through a transporter Mm -hmm. and be back to normal my prediction is that um this is all caused by the badness that is inside picard's head the fact that all of these borg have picard's dna in him means they also have his goodness and they also have his like determination and his spirit and they'll use Jack as a transmitter to amplify the good stuff about Picard, and that will save the day. Mixed with transporters, <laughs> mixed with yeah, it's, it's got to be the transceiver. The, the transmitter thing has got to play into it. <gasps> okay, okay, okay. They use the portal technology, and everyone just goes through the portal, and that's just and that'll why like, not? Wh- I would love like to see that come back through them, right? Uh, oh man, it's going to be exciting. What else have Whatever we got? it is. So uh, Jack will be consumed by what is behind the red door and go crazy. Kind of happened. Done. 
actually kind of happened. It did happen. He left. Exactly happened. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay, let's head over to new predictions. Uh, so yeah, Picard's DNA will save them because he is the um the remnant of the Borgs. Sorry, the Borg thing that we see in the nebula is what's left of the Borg hub that Janeway destroyed. And they've managed oh. to just transport all of it into a nebula. Um, which is the transwarp signature that Jack was picking up on. Yes, um, gotcha. So what it, we're looking at what is left of the Borg. Um, I also think that Seven of Nine and Raffi will save the Titan and then they will find a way to override the network control thing and it will be the Titan and the Enterprise teaming up. I think today. that our TNG crew is going to come up with a solution. Beverly will come up with a solution to save her son. Mm-hmm. Sh- that information will be sent to the titan which will be received by seven and rafi seven and rafi will then impl- uh, in, uh, apply that solution to the titan crew and that will save the titan crew and then you've got two ships going in and then i think they're just going to be using beaming tech to technology to undo all of the borg stuff jack is an interesting thing like what is he going to do mm. how will he like, is he going to overcome the Borg Queen yeah, and then become think, the Borg King? I think Jack has allowed himself to be assimilated so that he can take her on from the inside and bring her down from inside the web. Like which Agnes is something did. that, and, and it's something that Janeway has done before as well. Uh, old Janeway allowed herself to be assimilated because she, I think she was, she was delivering a disease because um, she knew she would be assimilated. The disease of love. Right. Um, and I think that's my my big stuff. I don't think the Enterprise is going to blow up. <laughs> I think it'll be okay. And yeah, I think we're going to have lots of glory shots. I hope we get the conference room. I hope we get engineering. We've had the conference room. We've No, for, on the Enterprise. Oh, okay. On the Enterprise D. Okay. Would be lovely. Um, I wonder if we'll get any more cameos. Maybe Cisco comes in to help save the day as well, but I doubt it at this point. I, very, I think we may be done with cameos, um, short of Janeway turning up. Anything else, Ambassador? No, um, I, the only thing that I would say is that there was one moment that I did really like that I didn't mention earlier, and that mm. is the moment when Data comforts Picard. Oh, just with a hand I on the shoulder. I thought that that was really sweet. Beautiful. And I really love that moment, and I forgot to say it in, in the things that I did like. Really, so. really beautiful. No, I love that. Well, a bumper episode this week, and I think that proves that we love the episodes that we love, and we talk about them at length when... They're doing the stuff that we really, really enjoy. That was a really, really fun episode. Um, I had a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to the finale finale and see how all of this plays out and to get some more visual TNG eyeball juice on me because I love it so much and give me more entrances. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for everybody in the live show that joined us. You can join us next Friday at 12.30 Central Time-ish to talk about the finale, the last ever episode of Star Trek Picard. Um, Join us for all of those thoughts and whatnot. And I must give a shout out to the YouTube viewers who are gaining a number on the Twitch viewers. Oh my, <gasps> interesting. Mm-hmm. So that's either YouTube on the CSPN channel yes. or um, CinemaSins um, live on Twitch. Um, but yes, thank you for downloading as well, everybody. Thank you for listening every week. We love you. You're the best. Um, I'm Ian and I also missed the carpet. Um, and I just want to say hello, chair. See you next week, everyone. Live long and prosper. Thanks for listening. 
Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through captainspod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Okay, I'm recording, okay, I'm recording. It doesn't matter if you record, because you just won't send it to me. Listen. <laughs> like last week. Uh, yeah, I understood the reference. Thank you, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> I maybe do too much on Fridays. Yeah. Maybe your Fridays are, are a bit too busy. But it was the only time I've never done that. Oh, it is. Yeah, 100%. You've been, you've been great. You are and really, never, really good at doing it. And you didn't say, it. hey, can you upload it? Because you didn't need anything from me. Yeah, no. It I, turns out. There was a backup recording, um, which I used. And Why did you decide not to message me and just say, hey, I would prefer the high quality recording? You were really busy. And I also knew that you weren't in the house. And I knew if I told you, you'd be like, fuck! <laughs> and like, it would be playing on your mind. And then in my mind, that caused a car crash. And then I've mm, accidentally mm-hmm. killed you because of a recording mm. that I already have. Like, it's not even like I didn't have anything to work with. I have the recording. So I was like, you know what? If it comes up later when I know she's in her office, I'll do it. But I'm going to get started. And by that point, I was like two thirds in. And I was like, I'm just going to finish. <laughs> with what i've got yeah sorry about the uh, i'm sorry okay uh, i'm walking on sunshine Whoa. i've been i've been Sorry, that sounds very chicken. I I went into my chicken era. Hey, today I decided to eat way too much for breakfast to hopefully sustain me all the way until 2 p.m. when we stop. It is currently 11 Mm a.m. So Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. nothing but maybe coffee and water throughout the rest of the afternoon. Um, So I had like a massive breakfast burrito. It's a great idea. It's a really good idea. Have a heavy breakfast and that'll keep you through or you'll vomit. I was accidentally wearing a spoiler for the beginning. Can you see my t-shirt, Danae? See, the sad thing about that shirt is the entire ship has completely dissolved. You can still tell it's the Enterprise D. No. Yes, you can. And it has, like, schematics. I I accidentally... No. No. Okay, if you're a Star Trek nerd, sure. You can tell that the empty space on your shirt has some very... Slight lingering that, outlines just of, from of a that, ship. I can tell that's the Enterprise D. <laughs> you are getting such flack in the chat for that fucking shirt. <laughs> the shirt is older than the Enterprise D itself. <laughs> wow. It's the Enterprise C. I can't tell. It's too faded. Amazing. Oh my God. When we were visiting, my friend and I were visiting and we stayed with you and we used your what is a washer dryer all in one yes yes your dryer nuclear. is fucking hot nuclear like, yeah it will ruin clothes do you like and i don't it's crazy so i think maybe <laughs> you because it's not your only hot. shirt that this is done with you he has a critical role shirt that he wears and it's Gone. Just the t- should i go and get it should i show you what's left of it <laughs> Yes, because today we're just going to fucking talk about laundry. <laughs> so You can funny. totally it's tell. Just, you can no, tell you what can. it is. You can. No, you, if you are a super fan of Critical Role, you know that that is the, 
you the can hilt totally of the sword <laughs> on top of the dice. But there is. Like... You can read that. That's totally legible. Come on. Still works. You. <laughs> <laughs> it says you can certainly try and i did and i broke it your outlets are powerful outlets yeah, yeah they'll boil a kettle in 30 seconds flat which sounds really cool to say but it will also destroy your shirts <laughs> so yeah <clears throat> yeah apparently so love is an open Borg! <laughs> hang on a minute what Hang on. Uh, Are you writing down a sin right now? Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'll just also say this. Uh, Ferengi are better than people. <laughs> <laughs> Another Frozen reference. Nice. What are you looking up? Uh, I'm looking up who played the ball queen. Because Chad's not working it out for you? No, because I don't know that they know. Uh... I just want to let you know our numbers just plummeted. Did they actually? Yeah, everyone's leaving because no, you just not. insulted everyone. Here we go. Jane Edwina Seymour was the Borg Queen. So they did not get Alice Krieg back unless they're using audio from the previous movie. Thank you. Ian doesn't believe you because you were wrong. <laughs> Maybe that was the body, but she did the voice because I think that they're saying she was listed as a voice actor. It's po way not an IMDb. She's not. Oh, Alice Krieg. Yeah. Listed as the voice. Okay. All right, then. Sounds okay, like so right. what are you going to give to the chat for enduring your What I'm going to give them, what I'm going to give them is all of that edited out of the pod so that they never <laughs> have to listen to it again. <laughs> Whitehall says, they really killed the lead of their new show before even getting a series order, huh? <laughs> Hashtag Shaw. <laughs> That's oh, amazing. Man. That's, I was like, well, guess there's no Star Trek Titan. Space jellyfish will save the day. And they could. Save that for predictions. That'd be really funny if the space jellyfish do save the day. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to do one now early based on Link's message. Mm -hmm. Space jellyfish, they helped them birth these. They were part of the whole birth canal, birthing process, birth juice at the beginning of the season. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. these space jellies saw them as like godlike creatures because that's their first face that they saw when they yeah. were born they've been <laughs> tracking them through space this whole time and so they show up at the very end to save the day because right, they're the happen. gods just go full circle the 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 space creatures that they that birthed the titan it comes full circle and they come back around and do the thing mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. Here's a quick sin. The strike was in the opening sprawl of the Star Trek Titan, Star the Titan going across oh, really? the screen. And I was like, it's been blown up. It shouldn't be there. And a prediction. Next episode, it'll be the Enterprise D flying across the Star Trek symbol. Where is Gerardi's Borg, asked Link. I don't fucking know. Did you ask Link? Oh, asked Link. I thought you just said ask Link. <laughs> Where is Gerardi's Borg, asked Link? <laughs> well, that was a new is it like an insult? Yeah, like, you hey, ass link. link, get over here. <laughs> we need O'Brien. That's that actually is the one person missing from TNG. Is O'Brien? Maybe that's the cameo that uh, Nick so. was asking about. It would kind of be brutal if O'Brien doesn't get it. He was in a lot of episodes. Here's a question: If Roe knew the transporters were compromised, why not clue them in? I don't did think she, she did. I think I mean, they just figured it out this episode. I mean, she did come over by shuttle, so maybe she had an inkling. But yeah, why didn't she share that? That's interesting. I thought she came over by shuttle because 
of other reasons, but yeah. I can't remember what they oh, were. No, no, I think it was because she couldn't trust that the changelings weren't going to beam her into space. That was the logic. So yeah. I don't think she knew. Yeah, I don't. I don't think, she think knew. that they knew because I think they found that in on the sh- sh- shrink. Shrike. Yeah. Sh- shrike. Fuck. Whatever the ship is, I can't remember Whatever. the name of this. Here's a fun one from Link. Sin. Shaw not being in on any of the plans that are going on on his ship. What's funny about this to me is that he never is. <laughs> yeah, no, I was about to say it makes sense for the rest of the season, doesn't it? That pretty much checks out. Just he he is checked out. <laughs> Here's another one. Uh, Sin Jordy says computer locate Alandra. Computer says the life signs of Alandra are no longer human. Jordy, not what I asked. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point. Yeah, mm-hmm. you if you know enough about her to know that her. Life signs aren't human. You know where she is. Question. Can these new Borg adapt to phasers? They don't have tech in them, just the receiver. Uh, Interesting. Probably not. I think they're going to be pretty vulnerable to phaser fire, which is, yeah, that makes sense. Here's a, something that uh, Slab said. Since this is set after Lower Decks, can we get Tendi to swoop in and save the day? I mean, we can. I would love the crew of the Cerritos to come in. I just want a live action Cerritos. That would be great. Couldn't it be cool if they come in and they save Shaw and then Shaw just exists in the animated world because they would do great. Shaw should turn (laughs) up in Lower Decks next season, a younger version. That would be great. Pulaski was right. Transporters are the end of us all. Pulaski was right full stop. I want that on a t-shirt. She's been right about so much. Nick said, I think this is the best way to make the Borg scary again. The Borg have had their pants pulled down by Starfleet so many times. It's hard to be scared of them, but now they are terrifying. Yeah. Yep. I like that. Except for that part works. of knowing that it's going to reverse because of the kids situation, it is yeah. truly a terrifying thing to think that they have, like, they have cracked the code on assimilating anyone who uses this technology, which is yeah. everybody of Starfleet. It's pretty Freaking incredible. scary. It is. It's a clever twist on the Borg. Slam did say the USS Pulaski could have been named after Kazimir Pulaski, a Polish nobleman, <laughs> soldier, and military commander who has been called the father of the American cavalry. There yes, you go. I'm, that's it. I'm sure that's, that's it. the Pulaski reference you're looking for. Tim also said prediction they use the Enterprise D transporters to unborg everyone. I'm thinking yeah. the same thing. They're the only transporters in the fleet that are safe, so that makes sense. Everybody, like, beams on board and then immediately beams off so it's just the cycling and the guy that has to work at that little station is just all day just are you saying that they beam on borg and then they beam off borg (laughs) (laughs) one of my favorite things that only the live chatters will ever see (laughs) is what i will call your fraggle rock arms because when you get excited they just turn and he's like wow i don't even know how you're doing that right now they're so wobbly it's It's amazing kermit the frog excited Hello, my name is I didn't ever say about you. Was that English? Nope. 